Are you looking for an accounting firm equipped to handle all of your accounting, taxation, and consulting services, but small enough to offer personalized service at a reasonable price? Well, ARS and Associates knows that selecting an accounting firm is an important decision for any individual or business. With over 35 years of experience, they have one goal in mind, to provide the highest level of professional service possible. ARS and Associates specialize in individual, corporate, bookkeeping, payroll, professional athlete, and nonprofit accounting. They also offer specialty service to cater to the unique needs of their clients. Call today for a free consultation at 305-653-7350 or visit their website at www.arsaccounting.com. Mention the fish tank on the phone or by email to get your first month of payroll services free. Welcome back to the Fish Tank here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. If you had the opportunity to listen to our last podcast, you heard some outrageous stories from Channing Crowder, former Miami Dolphins linebacker and current broadcaster for 560 WQAM. When Crowder's in the house, you really never know what to expect other than it's going to be entertaining, and it sure as hell was. Channing had amazing stories about barroom brawls in Gainesville, Nick Saban stories that will blow your mind. Hopefully you had a chance to listen to him. If not, please go back, download the pod, and listen to part one before you dive into part two here. OJ and I had a chance to continue things with Channing, so buckle up your chin straps and enjoy the show. Sitting down with Seth Living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. dog fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank, go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. So, you know, it's funny though, you when you were telling the story, the bathroom story, and why Nick didn't want to talk about his wife, didn't want to hear that from you, and how he was upset about what just happened in this game. I'll buy that a little bit, but I feel like maybe you and Nick had a little bit of history that started in your rookie year. <laughs> yeah, man. I didn't. Is it possible that maybe he was harboring some of that? I uh, I came in the league, even with the – I still get the story now. Old dudes that I don't even – I ain't play with or know, they'll come to me like, bro, I, uh, Vonnie told me or Sertain told me about that stripper thing. <laughs> that stripper thing. That stripper thing. It just became, and then there was a you know, book was written recently, and somebody told him he came, and I ain't going to lie to you, so I told him the true story. But uh, they always have a rookie show. But when you're different, you got to do different stuff. Rookie show been going on since, what was the merger, 1970, NFL, NFL. They've been doing rookie shows and stuff since then. What do you want to go up there? You want to go up there and make fun of your teammates, go up there and make fun of a coach, laugh, tell a joke, sing a song, dress up funny. Hey, it's 70 years, man. We talking about 40, 40, 40 plus years I'm, I'm working off of when I got in. Time to change it up. So, me and Matt Roth, we get together. Randy McMichael's running the rookie show. So, me and Matt Roth get together. We say, uh, hey, man, we're going to switch it up. Say, Matt, don't worry about it. I got it. We'll go last. So, they set up the rookie show. <laughs> Ronnie Brown held out that year. <laughs> so, Ronnie Brown, like, split the stage in half, and he was on one side of the stage, and he had one of the, uh, one of the little short guy, I think it was some punter, Dress up as Nick Saban, act like he's calling him, be like, hey, are you going to come to camp? And Ronnie's on the other side, like Ronnie's drinking a beer with his feet up, talking about, yeah, because I'm working out right now. Like they were doing skits. It was funny. Good. They were doing skits. Uh, they did, you know, we always got the fat coach that does funny. So you do, you know, like I say, mocking the people. Everybody's mocking somebody. Mm-hmm. So we laugh. Man, we ain't got no suits. We ain't got no dress up. We ain't got no tape. We ain't got no music. We ain't got nothing. It's like, and Granny McMichael the whole time, he is setting it up. Like he's through the coaching. He's the, guy, he's the, the vet that's setting up this rookie show. 
He like Crowder, what y'all gonna do? I said, Randy McMichael was in charge of something. Randy McMichael, he's the he's the OG, <laughs> and I end up at the, I end okay. I end up hearing from Randy. It might have been four, three, four years ago. This is ten years later. Randy got the brunt of all this cussing out by saving. <laughs> I didn't I'm hear sure he one did. word about this. So we go, and they're like, y'all coming up next. I said, I was like, yeah, we go last. Let us go last because there's nothing that could be done after what we do. They're like, okay, so we have no props. Randy's scared. They're like, man, y'all going to mess up. I enjoyed uh, adult entertainment establishments. No. Still do. No. I ain't going to lie. But <laughs> I think you advertise for them, that, don't you? Yes. So that's what I was going to say, man. You know, I can't lie. But at that, at that point, like I knew everybody else. What, tw- I got in here, I was just turned 21. I might have been 22. So I knew a bunch of the strippers. So I got tip drill. <laughs> She's famous. She fell on her head. She, <laughs> she did. What's she, her name? What's her name? Tip drill. She climbed to the top of the pole. King of Diamonds fell on her head, hurt her neck. She, yeah, I think she's on stripper full disability. <laughs> I don't know how much is she it is. okay? We're laughing here. Is she okay? Well, I don't talk to her no more. I'm married. What the hell are you asking me for? I don't know. You said you're still <laughs> frequent in these spots. I'm just messing with you. So get tip drill. She wasn't tip famous drill. at the time. Yeah, she wasn't famous at the time like she is now. I tipped her. I knew the owner of the club. Like, it wasn't no crazy stuff. I told her what was going on. Hey, you got to just come dance about 10 minutes on the coach. They were outside in the t- Dolphins meeting room. I called him into the gate, and he had a black truck. And it's funny because it looked like a player's truck, so they let it ride in. If you ride up in a, da- in a, in a, in a, so- a Kia Sophia, they're going to question you. <laughs> you ride up in a big Tahoe, they let you right in the gate. So they let him in the gate. I didn't know the full attire. I brought a Jason Taylor jersey out. All else was draws. <laughs> I thought it'd be a bathing suit or something. It was draws JT jersey. But now we're into it. Now it was 60 people up there. More than that, probably 90 people right. up there waiting mm-hmm. for this show. I said, well, let's go. So we call him up there. Ray and Rob go up there. And we say the exact thing. We say, man, I know this show's based around making fun of people, mocking people, making fun of situations. But me and him and Rob got locked up a bunch of times, too. We're like, we're not supposed to be here. We just appreciate Coach Saban gives us the opportunity to play in the NFL, second, third round pick. Like, Coach, you come up. On the stage, we had a single chair in the middle of the stage. Like, Coach, you come to the stage, sit down. Buttering them up. He came up there, he sat down all square, you know, knees all tight. Nah, that's good. It's like, yeah, Coach, one second. So KJ Harris had his little, his little phone. It wasn't even iPhone. Right, on, right. His little phone, whatever. And he was supposed to plug it into one of those little out, the little the music player where you could plug your phone in back in the day. But that, it wasn't working. The thing wasn't cut on, so he just turned it on on his phone and started playing. It was like real, real low music, but you could hear it. And I walked to the little door, the little fire exit, opened it up. Damn tip drill walked in there with that Jason Taylor jersey on. Oh you would think it'd be some cat calling, some hooting, and some, ooh, ooh, that we in camp. We around all these hard legs all day. <laughs> Silence. Nobody knew what to do. Bro, this is, right, right. You know, really show, this, is, this is not just team. This is I'd the strength staff. This is the training staff. These are professional 20-year trainers and strength people and coaches that build their career in the NFL and collegiate football. And this, this damn idiot just walked a stripper into our meeting room. Oh. It was silence. I had With our keep, head coach sitting up. <laughs> I had to keep the party going. I said, there, she, there you go. She walked up on him. She First, she turned to him face to face and he, uh, she wiggled around a little bit. He sat there kind of just, like, not even looking at her, but looking through her. Right. Like, he, nobody knew what to do. So he's looking through her, and she kind of rolls around, and she turns to him and starts, like, putting her booty on a little bit. And he reaches out <laughs> and pinches, her, like, her shoulders, like her deltoid, and slides her to the side like a sliding glass door. Right. And gets up, and it's, a, it's, it's stadium seating in there as well, like four or five steps. And he briskly, damn near jogs up the steps, out the door. Gone. Through this whole time, there's not a word said. It's just everybody's quiet. So then it's like, so then guys start like, oh, 
Um, 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 um. Hey, you hear guys talking. So I'm like, yeah, uh, dear tip, come on, let's uh, let's out the back. Took out the back, you know. Stay like, it was it was it's crazy. It's not like I gave like two hundred dollars. I was like, appreciate it. Right. It was ten seconds worth of work. I thought it, I got right, me. Right. I, I, I got duped. You should be one upset. I should be upset. Two hundred dollars. Gave like Nick should have stuck around a little right. bit longer. I'm about to say, man, two hundred Nick, tighten up, baby. I think that little bitty man started getting hard on him. <laughs> Why he snuck? What the same you one? Why the, you run out? The Why same you, one from the bathroom. Yeah, that little one. He's gonna show. He's gonna show that porcelain touch him. <laughs> porcelain. Oh my goodness. But, but yeah, so that that's where it started. We actually thought it was a good idea. I thought it was funny as hell. And then I found out that. Dad and peeing on myself are probably the two <laughs> things like that I revolutionized in the NFL. Well, congratulations, right. my man. You gotta right. take, man. You gotta take your win. That's what people don't do now. Was they don't take the, their win. Was that Make when it was mark. raining outside? Or you just did it when it's man. You can't do it when it's hot out there. I, early in my career, Juice might have been. Was it the first game? Denver Broncos. Rod Smith, real hot as hell down here. Gerard Warren oh. and Travis Henry, big <laughs> ugly ass face. I think we're playing them. I had to piss. I used to hydrate crazy. I used to take all that shit, the red line and all. So I'm like, I don't want to cram. I used to hydrate crazy. And we just got off the field, three and out. And I'm like, I got to piss. I ran down. That's when the, the, it was still the baseball field. Ran down to the, the dugout toilet. I'm like, mm-hmm. I run out here real quick, piss real fast. I'm going to get back out there. But as soon as I closed the door behind me and unbuckled my belt, <sighs> I hear that shit up there. I'm like, damn, what just happened? I'm like, damn, maybe, you know, maybe, uh, who the hell was the quarterback there? Somebody, sorry. Maybe Rosenfeld just threw a touchdown, you know, something like that. Next Shout out to Sage. Yeah. Sage, <laughs> <laughs> my man. I say that whenever I hurt somebody's feelings. Right. So Sage, my man. Right. <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah everything's cool. Man. No, but hell, he didn't do much with us. I'll I be honest when I tell somebody, yeah, you sorry with us, yeah. Right. I talked to a bunch of people about that. So it ended up being a turnover. Somebody fumbled or whatever. So I missed the defensive series. To go pee. And from that moment forward, I think I took too hard of a line in the sand, but I said, I'm never leaving the sideline again. So whenever I had to pee, I would take a knee, pee down my leg, take a towel, wipe it off, throw the towel away. That's all I did. The one mistake I made, and it's key trailer story, it all comes back, back around the crap. We were playing in Chicago. They had those white heated seats. And I had neoprene on. I had knee, I sprained my hamstrings, so I had neoprene on. I didn't think the neoprene sticks to my legs and it sticks to your waist. So if you pee on yourself, it's going to get caught in that hole. And I peed, and it was like a lot, a lot of pee came down. I was like, well, you know, I'm jacked up. I'm on Vicodin and all this red line. Maybe I, I missed the pee stream. Life in the NFL. And, man, when I stood up, I felt the sloshing. I was, <laughs> and it was that pee stuck in my crotch sloshing around. And I was like, damn. So I tried to pull it to the side, let it slide out, slide out. So I got most of it out, but though, this is what get back to Chicago. We didn't have heated seats. All our seats were those metal ones with the great degraded metal. They had the heated molded white seat, right. and it doesn't have any hole in it because they, they heat it with air from underneath so your whole back and thing could be, could be warm. Hypothetically, if P was to get on that seat, it has nowhere to drop. All it's going to do is run down towards the next man. Truck was next to me. It got about three inches from him. He saw it, and he jumped up. Bastard. Bastard. If that shit would have touched me, if that shit would have touched me, that was the closest I got. Hey, Channing. <laughs> hey, Channing. That's the closest I got to getting beat up in the NFL. I great. really feel as when I accidentally almost let that peace string run down on Trump's right, leg. Right. That, that would do it. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of a better time to take a break. Right. I think we're going to pay some bills right now, Juice. We'll be right back with Channing Crowder. 
Good design is good business, but great design can be a game changer. Whether you need a new company logo, dynamic presentation decks, or want to bring a Winwood-style mural to your corporate office or event, Thunderous Genius will exceed all of your expectations. The Thunderous team has worked with your favorite sports franchises, athletes, and entertainers, and can't wait to bring that perfect blend of creativity and structure to you as well. So contact them at thunderousgenius.com. Say that the fish tank sent you and receive a 50% discount off your first project. Half off! So what are you waiting for? It's time to get Thunderous. And now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Fish Tank. We are here with Channing Crowder, <laughs> Nick Saban's stories. Man, I, I kind of wish we had more time, Juice, because I, I feel like you got some more in you, Channing. Man, I'm going to come back, man. I like the Fish Tank. Okay, man, well, we, we, lo- we love it, having man. you here for sure. <laughs> I got free beer. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Fish Tank Studios, man. You That's know right. how that goes. So, so, obviously, we talked a little bit about what it was like to play for Nick, particularly in your rookie year. But I want to know what it was like as a rookie you know, you come in as a linebacker, and that was not a room that didn't have linebackers that could play. I mean, yeah. you walk in, and it wasn't just guys who were there starting. You have Junior Seau and Zach Thomas as the other two linebackers that are in that room. What was that like? And I can only imagine that you had some run-ins with those guys one way or the other. Oh, yeah, man. The first thing, I had a very unique situation, Seth, because I was uh, – Mel Kuyper and all that crap had me projected. First-round pick. I was a consensus All-American coming out. You know what I'm saying? All SEC two years. I left as a sophomore like – I was, you know, it was Odell Thurman, Lofa Tatupu, Barrett Rudd, me, DeMarcus Ware. I remember everybody that went before me. I was supposed to go over some of those guys, but we talked about it earlier with my, <laughs> with my extracurricular activities. In and Gainesville, honestly, yeah. activities, activities with the S. Plural, plural, plural. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three arrests. But, and, Google them. <laughs> Google me. Yeah, tell them, Seth. <laughs> but, and my knee injury. I had four ACL reconstructions in high school. I had a um, I had a Liz Frank my second year in college. My year I came out, I missed three games with a midfoot sprain. Came back and played in the UM Florida game in the Peach Bowl and did a pretty good job against Frank Gore and them and uh, kind of bumped my draft status or bumped my health back up. But I had health issues and I had character concerns is what they call those. So I dropped to the third round. So I, I didn't come in with a lot of high expectations, but I came in with a lot of known talent. So when I walk in, First day, they're up there. Will Muschamp comes with Saban. He's the D coordinator. Well, they had Richard Smith. He was a uh, he was dumb. He didn't know what was going. He just liked <laughs> tell to tell us how you feel. He just won. He just liked to beat on the chalkboard. They come in. And Will Will Muschamp's out there. He's the coordinator. We're going through OTAs and all that stuff, and it's fun. It's cool, and you know you could tell the vets aren't really into it. They're just out there going through the motions. OTAs. So when we get to camp. Camp. We come back from that week off and all, and I. I see Zach, I meet Zach, but he, he's not Zach yet. He's not locked in. He's Zach OTA minicamp Zach. Junior's the same with Junior never practiced. Junior didn't like practice. He wasn't going to practice. He'll tell you. And when he practiced, he wore tennis shoes. I never saw Junior in a pair of cleats if it <laughs> wasn't on game, game day. So uh, JT got that way too now. J- yeah, JT saw, he learned from Junior when Junior came in. So they were, it was just 70% of the Hall of Fame of the Pro Bowl I saw. So the first couple months, I almost felt like I was right there, like, me and Zach were touching off on the guy at the same time. And, you know, I beat a couple tackles. I had a couple sacks. And, oh, JT got two sacks today. I got one sack. I, I might be some. I'm a rookie. I don't know no better. I'm 21 years old. Then camp starts. They walk into camp, and it takes off. And uh, that damn moment to me, and it's, a, you know, one of those pivotal moments I'll never forget. I remember where I was sitting in the room, second row, second seat from the left. They put up the depth chart. And uh, Muschamp's up there and Saban's standing there, but not talking about much. They put up depth chart. It's Keith Trailer, Vonnie Holiday, Kevin Carter. At the we had three four. Those are the three inside guys. Them are three OGs. Yep. Three 
10-year vets, respected. People are, are shaking their hand everywhere they go. The linebacking core, Junior Seau, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor, the defensive backfield at the time, Sam Madison was still there. They just got rid of Pat. I was I saw Pat when I got there first, and that's when they sent him to Kansas City. That's right. And they had, a, I always say Terrell Buckley. To Bucky Jones, and YB was injured, whatever, but he mm-hmm. was the other guy. It was a monster-ass defense. And that fourth linebacker, when they put that, that damn board up, Channing Crowder had a big ass R next to it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, so I smile, but I'm not dumb. So I look, I'm like, man, I'm on this field with some Hall of Famer, yeah. Pro Bowl ballers. Like, that's when it clicked to me. And the funny thing, George Edwards was my linebacker coach at the time. He was real cool, like a father to me. He, he really helped me in this league. I think George Edwards, he's the defensive coordinator in Minnesota right now. And Zach Thomas, if I didn't have those guys – at Miami, I don't know if I'd have played six years. I know it was a long wow. career, but I think those two guys really, really made me excel and let me understand what football is at this level. Because I knew X's and O's, but all this happens fast, and mm-hmm. it's purpose behind everything. There's no throwaway plays. There's no everything setting up something else. There's always a progression when it's a good team. So George Edwards put him to the side. And he, he was a funny dude, but he got serious. He said, uh, did you see that depth chart? I said, yes, sir. And I'm a rookie. I'm still, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said, yeah, so you got to, if I'm, if I'm an offensive coordinator, right, and I'm looking at this defense and I want to run the ball, and I have Jason Taylor here, and he's, you know, he's about four or five-time pro bowler. And then Zach Thomas, you know, he leads the league in tackles every year. And then Junior Seau, he's the only person ever to go to 12 consecutive pro bowls. And I want to run the ball. Where am I going to run it? I'm going to run it away from them three motherfuckers, aren't I? <laughs> they are running at your ass. Right. He, you know, yep, he, he, yeah. you know how coaches do? They line you up, they're they telling you some nice stuff, and then they just hit you with it. They are running at your ass. I responded because I had 127 tackles. If I remember something my rookie year, one of my you know, highest tackle years. But it was, you're the weakest link. That's what a lot of these young boys choose. Right. They, they're going to find They it. are walking in. Minka Fitzpatrick's walking in right now as the best defensive player in college football. When they play, who they play first, Tennessee or whatever? Right. They're looking at him as that little rookie right there. Testing, testing, testing. Can't, can't make the outside break. And he, he plays that out right. Oh, he, he, he's sitting on the out. Let's run the post. Let's do this. Juice, you know what they're going to do to him? They're going to run the, they gonna run the trio. You know they are. Because you've got to prove yourself. So when I walked in, that goes back to where I believe I was a third rounder and I stepped in. But the talent of the first round I knocked down because of the, the, the character issues, the arrest, and the injuries. But – I think a lot of guys that weren't in that peculiar situation might have been overwhelmed by the situation to see that, hey, mm. you are the weakest. I knew it hands down. If I was a coordinator that entire first year, I would go with me. I would play action me. I would, I would try to shift and whip and go and, and, and flip around to get me on the best receiver. And Sam Madison had to help me because they were motion. We'd be man covered. they figure out his man. they motion the fullback out weak to, the, to one receiver side, and Sam was – Sam's whole damn thing was 10 on 10. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Sam, I learned 10 on 10 the first day Sam came to practice. 10 on 10. Leave me alone. Sam wanted one person. I'm going to cover him everywhere. Y'all don't leave me no help. Y'all don't give me no coverage, no nothing. So they motioned the fullback to number one outside of Sam's guy. So the, the defense says bump. When you're in this defense, when you're a two-man, you bump everything. Bump everything. Sam... Crowder, Crowder, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. What do you think they want? You think they want me on their best receiver? Or you think they want your big ass on their best receiver? No, they're trying to get your big ass on their best receiver. Go cover that fat <laughs> motherfucker out there next to him. And this, I'm talking about this is, this is post-play. Right. I'm like, damn, he cussing me out. Two plays later, 
other side of the field. They motioned that fullback. They were trying to see, like I was saying, that progression of football. They were trying to see our adjustment to this. And when we bumped, Sam cussed my ass out. I got lucky they didn't have that play set. But when we bumped, they said, oh, these dumbasses are bumping. Shit, we throwing Rod, well, it wasn't Rod Smith. Who was it? I can't even remember. But we throwing something deep because why is this big ass linebacker on this, t- on, on this receiver? But that was the thing. Like with those vets around me and with my you know, natural God-given ability, I needed those vets to get where I was because I was the weakest link. But if you have some, the stronger links, if they know that weakest link is the problem in their defense, all those guys did everything they could to make me better right. because if I don't fill this hole and hit this fullback, Zach can't make this tackle on the inside. If I do this coverage wrong, it's going to be a touchdown. Sam was a lockdown corner, but if I'm giving up three touchdowns a game, Sam ain't getting no love. Right. Sam ain't getting no, no probability, no goddamn accolades, <laughs> nothing, because I'm fucking up this defense. So that's the thing with coming in as the youngest guy starting from day one those older guys really embraced me, and I think that's what took my career to a level where I could be a six-year starter. Yeah, I think that's, that's what it's all about, though, man. Always have the, those guys that have your back, take you under wing, but being involved in a defense like that, man, that, I mean, that defense was special. I know I left, and that defense was, was pretty good, and our offense was just putrid. You know, yeah, I, 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 I used to come off after our, you know, our, as an offense, our third consecutive three and out, and I couldn't even look those dudes in the eyes, man. It was it was it was embarrassing, Channing. It's tough, it was man. Embarrassing. It's tough. We you you go over there and uh, you try to encourage them, but after I was in that one in fifteen year, right? And it was in, into that one in fifteen. I was there too. I was with you. Yeah, you even look at the stats. Like we, <laughs> the defense. I think we were eighteen overall. We were like seventeen or twenty third. Like we weren't the last defense, and we were fighting against the, one of the worst offenses in NFL history, and we were still trying to do something. We just couldn't push over. But to your point. Game three, 0 oh and three, we still walking on there at halftime. Come on, baby. Right. Come on, Henny. Da, 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 da. Hey, guys, let's Cleo. Come on, Cleo, get them boys going. Right. Out of Man, 0 oh oh, and nine. Right. Man, them motherfuckers better not come down here. <laughs> it's real talk. We 0 oh and nine. We, Didn't want to hear it. We are already out of the playoffs right already. now. Already. Halfway through the season. We're out of the playoffs already. <laughs> they better not bring their ass down here talking about make a stop. Make a stop. <laughs> we gave up three points in the first quarter. And we still, still down by still three. <laughs> <laughs> it's 3-0 for three fucking quarters. I'm, I know exactly how you feel, man. At that, at, yeah, at, at that juncture, you know what? I wasn't one of those stronger links. My right. link broke. Right. After <laughs> right, right. My link broke. I was a strong link to 0-9 and my damn link and, broke. And that's, what, that's what happens with losing, man. It, it really is a, a bad situation. There's yeah. so many better players that they end up not showing up. Along those lines, though, man, you know, being in the league, you, you develop some great friendships. You know, you talk about Ronnie a lot, I know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Ronnie's a pretty cool, even-killed kind of guy, you know, quiet. Yeah. You know. You also talk a little bit about Matt Roth. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I know Matt. Matt's a little bit different than Ronnie. You know, so I know. <laughs> not even-killed? Not, 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 not quiet? Not, not quiet at all, right? I know you got some great <laughs> Matt Roth stuff. The man. funny thing is, it's, it's just different. First thing, funny thing about Ronnie. Ronnie, if you remember at his prime, when he hurt his knee, he was leading the NFL in everything before he tore his knee up, like yeah. four or five games. Mm-hmm. So, Ronnie had a bullseye on his back, and the Wildcat blew Ronnie up. People still, I met Ronnie lives in Atlanta now. People still come to Ronnie and be like, ooh, and they do the little <laughs> kick, the little knee kick stuff. It's that Wildcat thing just made Ronnie. Some Pro Bowl, he was balling that year. Ronnie's not a controversial dude. I made Ronnie fight three times, and I think he fought four times in his life. And I would just be in a club and start a fight, and Ronnie had to fight. And you got me. credit for three of them? Yeah, I had, Ronnie had to fight with me. Like, it was no, it was, it was me and him, and I started something with six dudes. He was like, damn, crowded, man. Boy, you hell. But 
So people were trying <laughs> to kept get, going out with you though. Yeah, that's my man. That's my man Black. But people hey, wait, wait, wait. Say it how'd he say it to you again? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn, bro, you always with <laughs> he, he would be so disgusted with me when we got in the car. I bet. Bro, that man ain't I said, man, the man was pushing my section. <laughs> man, his section was right there too. Y'all shared a couch. Man, I don't they shouldn't make me share no couch with nobody. <laughs> man, I was a little crazy. <laughs> That's back when I drank hard liquor. We won't talk about that. But anyway. I think I, we already did. <laughs> man, hey, we told, I think sex. we've been there. We told the Hennessy story when I told my damn shoulder. <laughs> but, uh, but like guys would get on, it was just funny to me. Guys would get on Ronnie on the field, and it was a passive-aggressive thing that was, I would laugh at it. Dude, you know, he'd tackle him and do what I twist his ankle up. And one time he was on our sideline, and I heard him say it. Dude would grab him, twist his ankle up. Yeah, you know, MF, you ain't getting nothing today. Oh, what was Oh, Oh, what's that? You need a loan? <laughs> call me on call me on Tuesday, bro. That's my business day. Boy, right. you see dudes deflate. <laughs> Guys would deflate. Or, yeah, you ain't getting nothing today. Take your black ass down. Turn around, bro. What's your name? Turn around. I just want to know your name so I can ask Coach about you. We ain't talking about you this week. <laughs> that's, that's Ronnie. Ronnie used to do that. You know how Ronnie's he was with that? Cool, his, his nice little yeah. voice would be like, hey, just, cool. hey, bro, you know, like, hey, bro, turn around. Yeah, I don't know your name. We ain't talking about you none. That that kills a guy's soul. More than that, If you're preparing for another team and the dude won't know your name, and that's what Ronnie do. But That's funny. Matt Ross was not an intellectual player. <laughs> Y'all got me feeling bad about calling people. <laughs> he is not an intellectual player. But uh, they knew it when they brought him in. It was. It came to a point where uh, we had calls. It was actually calls they set up for JT, to where if anything happened, we had we had a Baker change, you know, Charlie change, Apple change, where like we could, like I was saying, we could make it where they couldn't double team JT, and that's how you know, like the smart football people, like I, I didn't just make the call. I understood the call with Zach explaining me why we're doing this and why we're trying to get the slide front and everything. So like my rookie, I was learning on the run, but I'm learning around you know, four Hall of Famers and 10 Pro Bowlers. So I'm learning this, learning on the run. So we had all these calls. We had one called Butch, where if you're offset, the back's offset to you, you're the defensive end, and it's a, you know, it's a talented back. It's a Darren Sproles. It's a Reggie Bush. It's a, it's a Ladanian at his prime. Mm-hmm. You'll say Butch. So if he releases outside, you don't cover him, just push him. So he'll get a little deeper in the backfield so the linebacker's angle's better on coverage. You know, it kind of closes the window for the quarterback because he won't be past the line of scrimmage. So it's Butch. Baker changed, Charlie changed, whatever. We had all the calls, but the one was Butch. Hit the back if you're to his side. So Matt Ross at defensive end. I, was, I, played, I played first string Will, second string Mike, third string uh, Sam. So I'm on everything. So I'm the second string Mike. Zach's still there. And go out to a preseason game, see the back, offset to Matt Ross. Say, Matt Ross, Butch. No, I didn't say I say Matt Ross. I said, Butch, Butch. Just make the call. Slide left, slide right, you know, motion right, cut. I'm taking all the calls. Butch, Butch, and he's not tapping his ass. You got to tap your ass. That's why you see all the guys tapping their ass. Right. People see that means I got a call. Somebody says something to him, they're not tapping their ass because it's just tapping their ass. Because <laughs> they so, got it. I yeah, got so it. you say Butch. You know, when the quarterback, when you had that when the quarterback make, a, make a read, you know what I'm saying? Right, you, you give him a nod, you grab a face, you, man, right. something. So I'm waiting for the little, the little slap. So I'm, Butch, Butch, Butch. My goddamn name is Matt. It's Matt. <laughs> <laughs> what? At that moment, what? Come on! I saw George Edwards. I oh. saw Will Muschamp. I saw. Damn! I didn't even see Saban, but I'm sure he had the same. They. It all clicked in their mind. This right. is. This is not a player that needs nah. help. This is a intellectually low, low intellect player. They told me that. And you say that with so much oh affection, because Zach. Yeah, y'all made me feel bad. Because Zach made all the calls. 
Zach would make all the check. And I had to know him because I was a second string mic. So Zach would make all the strong left, strong right, slide right, butch, half, you know, uh, boxing in and outs, pointing trips, pointing bunches, all that stuff. My job was to make sure that Matt Roth knew what to do. <laughs> My coach, George Edwards, the That's guy one responsibility. Early, he would say, hey, make sure Zach knows because, you know, Zach can knock his, he'll knock himself the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, hey, if Zach's loopy, you make the call. If Zach's okay, then you make sure Matt's okay. So I would have to tell him, yeah, slide left. Okay, slide. I would listen to Zach. Slide left, slide right. Okay, yeah, back off set half. Do all the math in my mind. Matt, outside leverage. Matt, B-gap. I had to whisper to him, and I'd be like, Matt, you got it? And he'd nod and slap his ass. <laughs> and that was my job doing it. The funniest story ever about Matt, this is where you, you can – Fudge the system if you're intelligent enough to the point of a Saban or a Zach or one of these vets where the 49ers only ran to YY tight ends, double tight ends. It was, it was Sean Hill. They were sorry as shit. And so we, we figured out, like, they go slot, they're running to double tight ends. If he motions, they're running to the trip. They're only running power side. So if Matt was ever to the on tight end side, we told him, we were like, yeah, Matt, they're running at you. But he couldn't do the math where it's, it's a 50-50 chance. Like, you're right. one defensive end if they're – it's just – they called it that way. It doesn't mean shit. <laughs> but we, he was so intellectually challenged that we convinced him that they are aiming at him and they think he's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so they ran the ball a couple times. Frank might have – I think Frank was still there. Gore. They ran the ball. And they got some, they got some run. They got a couple runs, backside cutbacks. And so we put this in – we like – we kind of in the inception with that pretty white boy, the movie – Oh, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. I'll make a baby with him if we could. But, uh, like, we, we put inception in his mind throughout the week that uh, we're like, hey, like, if I look at his game plan, Matt, like, they going to come at you. Like, get ready. Like, we were just saying, like, hey, bro, get ready, Matt. They coming at you, man, because I don't see what else they could do. So we built it up like, hey, man, they, they think you a bitch. So, man, they come out. Just one of those coincidental – 50-50 chance they're going to run the ball. The YY is at his side. Matt, here they come. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. <laughs> it was Vernon Davis was at the tight end. The YY was some big white boy. I remember it was in Dolphin Stadium. Matt Ross on the left side. I said, Matt, here they come. And we say that all the time. You know, if they get in, if they get in near back, it's a great chance they're running near back. So we'll be like, we'll just alert people. Hey, Zach will tell me, hey, CC, your way. Hey, you know, uh, June, June bug, your way. Like, everybody did it. But we put inception in Matt's mind that 49ers, they think you're a bitch. So when I said, hey, 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 uh, hey, alert left. They coming that way, Matt, they coming that way. Oh, they are? They're coming this way? I'm going to kill these motherfuckers. <laughs> Vernon Davis was in his stance. He looked at Matt, and Matt was head up with him, a, a foot apart from him. He, he had those him. eyes, too, man. <laughs> yeah, he had that crazy, <laughs> crazy eye shit. What he did was... <laughs> What is that? Hippo hip loss? Yeah. We do hippo loss? Yeah, we'll leave it. Okay, I say oh, hypothetically, allegedly, Matt was on medication. He never took it on Sunday. <laughs> Every day but Sunday. Matt was crazy, hypothetically, allegedly. What are all the words we need to use? And when he said, I'm going to kill these motherfuckers, <laughs> Vernon Davis looked at his face, saw those eyes, and heard that. He looked over at the Titan over his right shoulder. That dude looked. A little worried. <laughs> he looked up at Sean Hill, and Sean Hill's not Sean Hill doesn't hear nothing. He's just calling the cadence. You know they're in slot, so everything is left and everything to his left, and but all the actions to our left. Right. So he's even looking the other way. So then he looks over that you know check check that side. And Vernon Davis and the and the and the wing is looking at him, and Sean kind of he kind of looking confused. 
And they just both shake their head like, no. <laughs> and <laughs> Calling it off. We're like sitting there. I'm, I'm standing right at Sean. So Sean looks and he like shrugs his shoulders. And both of them are like, nah, <laughs> they want no part of don't it. Don't run towards <laughs> this goddamn <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> if you line up in front of a grown man anywhere in the world, the goddamn Piggly Wiggly or the, the, the Quick Check, if a man looks at you, I'm going to fuck this <laughs> motherfucker up. Coke. Time, time out, out. Coach. <laughs> they call time, time out. out. They, Sean Hill called a timeout. If you're running, wow. Seth, you're running the ball to the right. You look to the right. It's four. If four of your teammates are to the right, you look to that to that side, and two of the four are shaking their head no at you. Sean, well, no part. This is not a good idea of what I just heard from this. And crazy Sean had man. no idea what it Sean was. Sean didn't know what it was, but he called a timeout. I would love to hear that yeah. sideline conversation. He learned it later, but later on, Vante was down here. I know Vontae Davis. This is after. This is this is before Vontae. But we end up hanging out. Von Vernon comes down, comes down to hang out with Tay, and me and Tay are hanging out. So I end up asking Vernon about it, and he was like, he was said the exact story. <laughs> he was like, man, that big ass white boy said some crazy shit. I said, no, ain't no Vernon, yeah. ain't no Bakken guy anyway. Nah, Vernon was nah, like, man, he, hell no part. he said, he said, man, that big crazy white dude said something. I said, mm mm, coach, new play. So yeah, he made them, he made them burn a timeout by yelling. That I'm going to F these mother effers. Now, did he have any great. idea that that's what he accomplished? Or was it just lost on him? No, I could tell him right now he wouldn't understand. <laughs> oh, he, my God. So, uh, so you, you should have got him that hyped up every play. I, we, couldn't, we couldn't put the inception in his mind. <laughs> I'm not letting Otto DiCaprio. I wish I was. Oh, or at least pretty, with that's him. That's a pretty man. Oh, that's a pretty man. We could raise a baby so, together. Yeah. We could raise, we could make you could, one. You could, you could make raise one, one and raise one. <laughs> So, <laughs> that's too much. Great segue, though. This is the Five Reasons Sports Network, sports by Miami for Miami on demand. We now have 10 podcasts in the network, posting roughly 15 times per week. All can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and several cross platform apps. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Here's some of what you missed last week on Miami Heat Beat. Are we a Tyler Johnson away? Are we a Hassan? I can't even do that to you. I'm sorry. Breaking news. The Cavs are in shambles. <laughs> if you want to get involved as a sponsor or contributor, reach out to us at number five reason sports on Twitter. And be sure to punch five reasons in your search bar and then hit subscribe. This week on the Five Reasons Podcast, you're joined for a wide-ranging, fun, and funny interview with Udonis Haslam of the Miami Heat. I remember growing up, you know, I used to stay in um, Lake and Sharon Apartments. Now they call it Crystal Lake. You know, this is in Karachi. I moved around a little bit, and I remember being at the park. And, um, you know, I got into it with this little kid, and he punched me in the mouth and ran and knocked my tooth out. And I, I couldn't find him. I was so pissed off I couldn't find him. He ran, he knocked my tooth out and ran. And I went home, and my dad... My tooth was knocked down. He saw me crying. He told me if I don't come home, if I don't go outside and find that kid and kick his ass, if I come home, I'm gonna get my ass whooped by him. I looked for that kid for three hours, and when I found him, I kicked his ass. Check out that interview and much more on the Five Reasons podcast, available on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so you and Matt and Ronnie oh. and, and your rookie class, you guys obviously had oh, some great man. times and got along. That's a and, great and class. as you're talking about, class, as, uh, it was a Our great class, group of guys. <laughs> great group of guys. Saban just drafted Matt Roth and the whole SEC. Right. That's what he did. Right. Yeah. I, I think a Michigan right. State guy, too. I think he went to his Michigan I, State. Right. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, um, right. Uh, Vickerson. Vickerson. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Vickerson. Yeah. Right. Bought a $1,200 pair of glasses. <laughs> 
and was making 70 grand a year or something crazy. Right. Good investment. I had to talk to him about it. Yeah. I said, listen. A lot of them don't I told understand the rookie, that, man. I told our yeah. whole rookie class, because I was Ronnie. We and Ronnie were tight. We're best friends. Still, we cool as hell. I told them Vickerson and all the, the freak. KJ Harris was there early, and, and Travis Daniels a smart dude. But Matt and Anthony Alabi <laughs> and all them boys, I said, if y'all have anything more expensive than Ronnie Brown, you're ruining your life. Right. Ronnie signed for $52 million. Right. That's a great point. Right. Ronnie had a nice house, but he wasn't in no mansion. Like, yep. Ronnie has $50 million coming. If y'all got a $1,200 pair of glasses, Ronnie better have a $12,000 right. uh, pair of glasses. Right. Some of them didn't listen to me. I think they broke. I got, I got mine buried. <laughs> <laughs> got mine buried? Yeah. What, what was your address again? No, right. it ain't there. So, <laughs> it ain't there. <laughs> but so obviously, again, great group of guys. You know, those are the guys you came into the league with and maintain those relationships with. Oh, then year two comes around, and Nick starts drafting again. As you're talking about pretty, pretty yeah. dudes. Oh. Nick spent his first-round draft pick on a guy that I feel like you didn't have the same relationship with that you did with guys like Ronnie and Matt. Man, we you talking about J.A.? We J- Jason off. Allen was we, the first-round pick correct. out of Tennessee, we, stayed in the SEC. Yeah, we didn't hit off day one. No? Just, he, was, he was too flashy. I believe, like, if you remember, like, Ocho Cinco and A.B. and some of those guys that are flashy now, when they first get in the league, they come in, they earn their stripes. Remember T.O. back in the day? I don't remember Juice as a rookie, but I, I bet Juice was different as a rookie than he was as an eight-year player. Not even a question. You see what I'm saying? Not even a question. J.A. came in, one of the first – and I already, man, I just I try, I try, would try young guys. And this is one of those things where it's, it's not Richie Incognito, Jonathan Martin. Those were mental illness cases. I can call it hazing to a point where this is an elite group of people, and to get here you have to be a very thick-skinned, tough individual – I don't want to go on the field with a mentally weak person because I have to play four quarters with you. If you get beat in the first quarter, I don't want you crying. I don't want you bitching. I don't want you upset with yourself. I want you to play the next play like it's the first play of your life. So you don't haze people to show that you're tougher, stronger, or can beat them up. You haze them to show them or to show yourself. Actually, I'll be honest, it's selfish. This is a guy that can lose, that can get whooped, that can get dominated, get up, hear that whistle blow, and go to the next play like it's the first play of his life and do every technique unemotionally and do every technique perfectly without thinking about that prior play. So that's the whole thing about testing guys. That's where I started, testing guys. Boy, te- I just test guys, talk crap to them. So when I'd be like, you know, he'll walk in, and I'd be like, man, you, man, you look real square today, man. You just look square. I just don't like it, man. Look a little tougher tomorrow. And most guys <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not an innocent comment right there. Yeah, I know. And I, I used to come in. Junior, junior Seau taught me. when I, junior That's Seau, how you greeted him in the morning. Yes, but Junior Seau would come in at like 5 a.m. to work out every day. He used to do plyometric. He loved plyometric. Throwing that damn medicine ball. He threw that medicine ball everywhere. And he used to balance on that big-ass BOSU ball and stuff. He loved all that plyometric. But if you walked in the facility anytime after 5.30 a.m., any day Junior Seau was with the Dolphins, you would hear doom, doom. Doom him, throwing that medicine ball or something. He would, he would come before team workouts all the time. So when I saw Junior start doing that, once I became that guy, I was like, I need to be the first guy in the facility. I need to work out, be the first workout group. I need to be in the workout gym when the guys come at 7. So I already sweating and see, like, they don't know what I did, but they're like, damn, he's grinding. So I used to be there early. So by the time I finished working out, everybody be coming in. And I had the first locker by the door leading right out to the parking lot. So I had everybody coming past me. So I just give them hell as they walk in. Man, don't come in here with them square-ass, short-ass <laughs> pants on no more, man. I don't like it. 
I just, I just mess with him just to see how they respond. He's in the wrong position for everybody else in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just, I yeah, just right. laid into it. Who gave you that seat? So, I think it was intentional. So J.A. got all sensitive. He always oh, messing with me. Leave me alone. He say this weird, lame stuff, man. So I just progressively didn't, didn't fool with him. And then I'm in there rehab one day. I might be getting an IV. I'm laying in a big box come. You know the box that has suits in it. So they have you can see that little metal, the little metal right. piece sticking mm-hmm. out the sides. You know something's hanging in the box about four feet tall. I'm like, oh, some people got some clothes. Somebody looked at their box and they knew I roast everybody everywhere. So they knew I didn't like JA. So they uh <laughs> they I, check the label. They look at the box oh. and they say, Oh Crowder, this is your boy's <laughs> box. <laughs> I say who? They said, I had a name for mine for God. It's something soft, you know, pudding pie or something. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, bust it open. No, 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 I can't do that. I tell him I did it. He, he'll be okay with it. So I went, <laughs> went over there and bust the box open. This was God. First item I pulled out was skinny jeans. And on the ass, on the ass, the, the, the pocket ass pockets, the left ass was a snakeskin J. The right ass was a snakeskin A. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And I, sli- I sat and looked at that, and I could feel a burning inside my soul <laughs> building up. And I said, man, this damn boy done ran me hot again. <laughs> That's good stuff. Man. It's great J-A. stuff. The uh, J on there. And I'm glad you shared that story because we had a few gifts for you for coming into the fish tank, but these jeans with the CC on the ass. We're going to get back. We're going to send them back. Those hey, back. Man, I don't like those letters on my Skinny ass. Skinny jeans with the CC. I don't like to bring attention to my ass. <laughs> I just, why would men want to bring some attention to their ass? I mean, to each his own, I guess, Channing. But I just South know a man, a man body ain't no good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Channing, really appreciate you coming into the fish tank with us, man. We know that Hawkman's going to be looking for you here soon if we don't get you out of here soon enough. But, uh, now, I mean, you do great work on the radio yes, now. Sir. I think OJ and I, we, we took the day off almost here today. Uh, it but great, but it was awesome having Thanks. you in. I hope we can have you back because I think that there's plenty more stories to go. We do have a gift for you. It's not a pair of jeans. Oh. But our friends at Thunderous Genius Creative House have this T-shirt. So we're going to give you that on your way out. But more than anything, just thank you for sharing this with us and uh, and certainly being honest with your stories. No, yeah. man, anytime. A good time. It's fun, man. I love to do it, man. Awesome. Love y'all. So anytime you need me, man, I come on back. It's fun. That's what's up. Thanks and for pre- diving in, Channing. Yeah, man. man. Appreciate the shirt, too. I like free stuff. Appreciate it, man. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, OJ, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank, go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank, it's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank, rocking with OJ and Seth when you dive up in that fish tank, Celebrate big or cry hard Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard Old school, a new school, mix it in Feeling like we up close when we listening Dolphins tales, in Miami is the deep end We vibing with our favorite players, no secret We get with Seth and McDuffie 
Bringing up stories we never heard to the public. Bet we love it. Dolphin fans never budget. We loyal to the team, whether happy or we upset. We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you ready for that water, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive in. Go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank. Rapping with OJ and Seth, time to dive up in that fish tank.